Hey, welcome back to the Intuitive Mindset Podcast with Jeannie Lynch, continuing the series, Spiritual Stories Worth Sharing. So I have a pretty important question and I need you to do me a favor real quick. Glance down if you can, if you're driving, don't do this, but maybe in your mind's eye, you can pull up your calendar. And let me know off the top of your head, is it jam-packed with things that you just absolutely love doing? Are you on your way to yoga and then meditation, lunch with a friend, beach time, vacation? You know where I'm going, right? Or is it jam-packed with things that you can't stand doing? And are you overbooked? And worst case scenario, you're looking at your calendar and there's nothing on it and all you have is free time and you're not sure which way to go. Okay, now I've got your ear. Here's what I want you to do. Stay listening because we're all there in all those aspects, right? We would love more time to do the things we'd love to do. And we'd like to manage our time correctly. Well, we're going to be looking at work-life balance, time management, but we're going to be doing it with a spiritual twist. So stay listening. Becca Rich, Becca Rich Wellness is coming in. She's a time management expert. She's going to be sharing her tips and her tricks with us. So stay listening. That podcast is coming up next. Gina Lynch coming back to you today. Welcome back. Spiritual stories worth sharing. Continuing this beautiful year focus of hopefully inspiring you to make a difference in your day, but also to the world. Let me introduce you to my next beautiful guest. We have Becca Rich Wellness. She's coming in. Beautiful company all around. Are you ready? Time management holistically. Doesn't that just sound beautiful? She will be on so many different playlists on my channel because it truly is everything that I want to talk about. I want people to be the best expression of themselves. I want them to give their all and make a difference in the world, but not at the expense of their own health. And that's basically her beautiful story that she'll be sharing today. She came from, as she, she defined it, maybe a childhood dysfunction, workaholic parents that projected a lot of that overachieving energy onto her. And as she was studying to be an engineer in school, she ended up getting pretty sick, realizing that she needed to change things, that she needed to take a deep look at her life and find a better approach, work-life balance. That's what we'll be talking about today. She's going to share her beautiful story, her awakening to that understanding, and also share some tips with you that I think we all could use right now. Do you agree? Stay watching, stay listening. That beautiful spiritual story we're sharing is coming up next. So Becca, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to meet with both of our audiences and talk about this spiritual story worth sharing. So whether people are listening to this on our podcast, mine is the Intuitive Mindset Podcast with Jeannie Lynch, or watching this on our YouTube channels, we truly do appreciate the audience. So right out of the gate, so excited that you're on because we're talking about time management and here we are, right? We're all 
homes, social distancing, in a crisis, having to manage our time for the first time. And I just was so excited when you reached out to me to share your beautiful spiritual story we're sharing, but also this modality, uh, and I'm gonna put you on so many different playlists on my channel, by the way, because you light up with so much that I teach. Um, I'm excited to hear what you have to offer us. So without further ado, I'm gonna please share your beautiful spiritual story. Yeah, so thanks so much, first of all, for having me on your podcast and your show. And um, I loved connecting with you prior to this, and I'm just excited to be here with you in this moment. Yeah. My story, um, you know, back when I was a kid, I grew up, my dad was an entrepreneur. He started his business when he was 14 years old. So I grew up watching someone work all of the time. And then my mom was in the medical field, right? So, um, you know, growing up with parents who were not often around was was pretty hard. And I think that it didn't really hit me until about seven years ago. I was in university, I was studying engineering, I was studying to become an engineer, and I went to the hospital. I had an intestine infection. And, um, you know, it was like, I, my friend had to drag me to the hospital because I had a deadline I had to meet. I didn't care about myself um, to, you know, I didn't care why I was sick. I just needed to get healthy so I could continue to work. That was one of those moments where you have a wake up call. And through that wake up call, I realized that I needed to start taking care of myself, but I didn't realize the impact of my parents or, you know, working all of the time. I just thought, I didn't know that they were connected. Well, let me stop you there because in all the people I've been working with over the years, including myself and my own self-healing, until you get away from mom and dad, you really don't know, we'll call it function or dysfunction that you're in until you get out into the big world, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, this isn't normal. Isn't this what everybody does, right? Isn't this how everybody treats everybody? So how old were you at this point in your life when you had this kind of um, health crisis? I was 18. Oh I was God. young. Yeah. I was young and I moved a thousand miles away from home. You know, when you grow up having to be an adult, you don't, you feel like an adult, right? So like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to move a thousand miles away. It's all going to be good. Um, and I thought life would change. You know, I was like one of those kids who um, thought that life would change the minute that I moved somewhere new. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. You bring all your baggage with you. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, so, um, you know, I got, I found yoga. A friend also dragged me to yoga. And that, so, like, all of the influences were just like, hey, a friend mentioning, like, you know, you should go to the hospital because you're not feeling too well. Or, you know, a friend telling me to try yoga and meditation. And so I went to my university's um, gym. Like, it wasn't a yoga studio. It wasn't yeah. anything, like, fancy. Um, but the instructor, Janice, she was in her 60s, 65 maybe. She wasn't into like the physical poses, right? And when you get into yoga, you know that there's like a physical pose type teacher and then there's like a more spiritual teacher. And I didn't know the difference at that point, right? Yeah. But you could feel it. You could feel it in your body. And this woman just like blew my mind open and I fell in love with yoga and she introduced me to yoga nidra and meditation and all of those other practices that help you slow down and, and get out of your body. 
um, and it was truly special to get introduced to yoga at that time because I started well, taking care of myself. I'm so envious that you were exposed to this so early on in life. It took <laughs> it took me kicking and screaming until I was almost 50 to find a yoga mat, and it changed my life too. So. I love your story. Okay, so here you are, you've had this health crisis. And I remember when we were talking offline too, at what point did you start helping other people? Because you started talking about how you had this skill or this gift of, of getting things done and finding life balance and stuff. So take me, take me there. I know that's kind of how we get into the time management piece. Yeah, so, um, you know, I like I said a minute ago, it wasn't clear to me the connection between my to-do list and how hard I was working Got it. and how I was unable to take care of myself. And so it took time, you know, I became a yoga teacher, I went to Reiki healing, um, I, you know, I started getting, I did both level, um, level one and level two Reiki trainings. And so I got into those healing modalities and I was like, I need to learn you know, what this is all about, you know, I, part of my astrology chart is like, I need to learn everything, right? So it just made sense that I just needed to learn about Reiki and uh, yeah. yoga and all that. Um, but I started a business and I wanted to teach yoga, but it wasn't the physical yoga, you know, it wasn't, um, it was something more. And so I started helping people just find time for yoga. And it, it was oh, so I weird, like, yeah, it was just helping them find time for self-care and for their yoga practice or to meditate or to do whatever that they deeply needed to feel nourished. And someone one day goes, why aren't you a time management coach, not a yoga teacher? And it clicked, like it just all clicked because um, it was confusing. I was calling myself a yoga teacher, but I wasn't teaching yoga. I was teaching the time management piece, which to me and my spirit and my soul is still yoga. You know, in order to manage your time effectively, you have to know yourself really well. And that's what yoga does for you. So you're really um, touching on too what we talk about quite a bit on my channel, <laughs> self-love. You are enough, you know, dedication to your own self. And I think many people listening will identify with this next statement, which is we're so sometimes busy being in service to others that we we get so busy being in service to others that we forget about our own health, you know? So we need to practice in what we teach, right? <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. So yeah. how did you navigate through this whole process of, you know, I think we're starting to open up that door too, you know, like, so I love that you just didn't do the time management and that you still incorporated the spiritual part of your, who you are as a human being and stuff. So how did you navigate those two together? And is it a full blown business today? Is it, through yoga that you do this or is it through coaching for time management? Yeah, so I would say that, um, you know, I'm an engineer. I grew up teaching, like I, um, that's, that's my dominant brain. Like that's what's so ingrained in me. So I have turned it into a business that is like full-fledged time management coaching. Um, but before I start any client sessions, before I do anything, um, we breathe together, we arrive together. I incorporate aspects of the yoga practice within everything that I teach my clients. And, um, and you know, part of what I help people do is, um, get to know themselves better and be more realistic about like what they're trying to bring into the world and how they go about doing that. And that's so spiritual. Like yeah. it's, 
Yeah. Sounds like yoga therapy. I love that. So yeah. I know, I know you're, you're getting ready to do more YouTubing and podcasts, which is how we got connected. Will you in the future be kind of doing any of the yoga practices online on your YouTube channel? Yeah. So I have, um, I have this series in my mind, yoga for entrepreneurs or yoga for business owners, where we talk about um, you know, if you had a stressful day with all of your clients, like here's a 10 minute practice for you. So it, it's contextualized into an entrepreneur space. Love it. Um, so right now on my YouTube channel, I have like a 10 minute chair yoga video that you can do. Um, that's just like really cute. You can sit at your desk and, and stretch out a little bit. And, okay. Um, so yeah, I plan to incorporate it. Cool. Well, just tell me when you are so I can follow that. Cause I do all my <laughs> yoga online and I love that. So cool. So let's go in to um, what was your point of inspiration that got you here? Obviously, we're talking about your, we'll call her your yogini there. What, what's her name again? The beautiful teacher that- Janice. Yeah. So she sounds like your point of inspiration, right? Was there anyone or anything else besides yoga and this woman to open up that door to you? Or is that your point of inspiration? Yeah. So- I'm a big fan of, of teachers. Like I love asking questions. I love learning. I love all of the information that I could like, like possibly get my hands on. Hey, would um, you be open? I have to do this to you. So you, I don't know if you know what I do, but I'm an intuitive um, reader. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that as we were, as we were connecting from our channels, but the whole time you've been talking and you're talking about learning, you have the mark of the teacher. So people who love to learn, you said it was in your astrology chart, you know? Yeah. And as I'm sitting here, you have uh, the mark of something I have in my own life plan, which is I'm here to teach because I'm here to learn. So I can't just ever open up a door and go like, when I was in therapy, they were talking about, you should try yoga. And I'm like, <laughs> no. You know, and she's like, why, Jean, of all the things you'd be, you know, you'd really enjoy it. And I said, because that'll be one more thing that I have to teach. I never taught it. But the point is, everything we do, because we're teachers and learners, right? So I really enjoy that energy in you. So I like that you recognize it in yourself, too. I just wanted to off the cuff say yeah. that to you. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think, um, you know, I played teacher with my childhood best friend growing up. Like, there's, there's no... Um, I can't get around that. I can't get away from that. Um, and I just love learning from people. So I would say that humans, like, I just, I know this probably sounds cliche, but I want to say that humans are my inspiration. Like, just like that. seeing other human beings live their truth is something that I look up to. So anyone that I can feel intuitively that lives to their truth and to their own beat of their drum, like, those are the people that I look up to. Well, Becca, that's why we're working together today. The law of attraction has brought us together, right? The engineer mind, like, you know, my, in my bank job, 25 years supporting women in business, people said, you're also intuitive, like the two jobs didn't go together. How does engineering line up with this? Or do you, are you still doing the engineer career? Do you, do you still have that full blown going too? Yeah, so I am still, as of right now, working in my nine to five job as an engineer. Um, and, you know, I don't know how long that will last, but 
I think that um, I bring all of my skills as a human being to the forefront. You know, I don't, I don't compartmentalize parts of me anymore. And that's part of this journey is to live my truth and to accept and use every single part of my being to my clients, to the people that I talk with. And, you know, as an engineer, I'm a problem solver. So I get to know someone's brain. And then I problem solve and structure how they need to structure their day or time to them, not to me. Well, let's dive into today then. We'll kind of (laughs) jump on you because here that's such a good, beautiful door opener. We were talking offline before we started interviewing about where we are in the world, right? And about how a lot of people who went to work every day, nine to five, you know, two o'clock's their lunch, click out, you know, they they know their schedule all of a sudden they're home they're doing zoom meetings you know they have to organize their own time their own coffee breaks and be efficient and still get paid right so here we are in this extreme change my question to you is you're saying things i don't like to compartmentalize which i love that i love that language that you just use how do people who are who are used to being told what to do all of a sudden become disciplined to have their own day organized because I know you have something to say about that. So can you give my listeners and your listeners some tips for right now? What would be helpful? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't go from like zero to a hundred and overnight, right? And especially when we're all in a global crisis where our nervous systems are already like activated and there's already so much change. So you can't go from, you know, um, it's not an easy transition like you you mentioned and um one of my favorite activities that i do with my clients and and myself whenever i need to do it is to track my time and so what this looks like you know tracking every 30 minutes in a spreadsheet or um, there's free apps or or whatever um, and you track you can track what you do but i'm more interested in tracking when you're most energetic or motivated or in tune with yourself um and when like when you feel the best when you feel the most you and that is the time that you want to take action that's when you want to do your most um, intense or focused driven work um and then during times when you are not energized you're not motivated those are the times that you either check your email if you if you need to work still um check your email you know text messages Anything like that doesn't need a lot of brain power, that's when you do that. Okay. Perfect. And then you can also give yourself a break. Like during those times, relax. Give yourself a, a moment. Do we, yoga. We go do some yoga. Go do some, you know, I've been experimenting with taking 20 minute naps. Yeah. Um, you know, go do something to recharge your battery during that like mid slump of the day. And that will help you recover a lot faster. Got it. Well, I was thinking today on my bike ride, getting ready to talk to you that in my experience, there's two times you lose track of time and they're polar opposites. When you're in a lot of pain (laughs) and miserable, right? And then the other one is joy. When you're really doing something you love, you know, and somebody taps you. I I get that way when I'm doing my editing. It can be five hours and I'm two minutes in, you know? So I love doing that, those types of activities. So it's interesting that how do you manage your time when here we are, everyone's kind of vacillating between fear and, uh, you know, being afraid, right? Yeah. 
So what did this teach you about yourself? Yeah. So right now, I think the most important thing that I'm working through is detaching my worth from my to-do list. Okay. You know, when you grow up with parents and society that tell you to just like go, 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 and don't even like stop to think about what you're doing, um, it's really easy for you to get lost and not be in tune with your true self and not um, be aligned in, in any way, shape or form. And especially with your self-care, you know, it, you don't feel when you're tired, you don't feel when you need to rest and take care of yourself. And so did you just say where you are that as a time management coach, you do not have a to-do list? Because I think that's amazing. <laughs> so I have a list, but it's different. Okay. I, I put it in my calendar. So it's not a list. It's I schedule my week out. And within the events, I time block and those are my list. That's my list. So it's active. All I do throughout the week is just follow my calendar. I don't have to decide what to work on um, on a daily basis. And then all of the weekly basis things come out of my intention or for my quarter, my priorities. Um, so it's that. really intuitive. <laughs> hey, can you share a success story with somebody that you've managed? Like, you know, here you are, you have this skill, you've learned it because of your past and you've put it into practice. It's become a business. You get a client in, take me through just like an example of someone you've worked with and the success that you had in working with them and the difference it may be made in their life. I would love to hear that. Yeah. So one of my um, favorite clients right now, you know, she wants to start a business. She's been successful in her nine to five jobs and um, have get, has given a lot of success. But it's been so challenging for her to make the time and make the effort for her own thing. You know, yeah. it's really easy to um, do all the things for everyone else and not for you. And so helping her, you know, reschedule and reprioritize her day in a way that she can do those actions for her and her business at the times that she's most motivated and at, like energetic and focused she's getting things done and you know we've worked on sleeping eight hours every night making time to do nothing with the kids um you know it's a very balanced approach and she's able to make the time for the things that she wants to do for herself I love this. I, my sense is if you, if you schedule, like you're saying, instead of the to-do list, you schedule it, then you make sure that the things that you love to do are getting on the calendar. And I've always said in my own spiritual practice, nothing happens unless it's on the calendar. Right? Yep. So I love that. I love that. So what's your message that you want to share with others? Like if you were standing on top of the world today and could say an inspiring message, what would be your message today, Becca, that, that would benefit others? I have, um, you know, I have so many. I think that right now I would want to shout from the rooftops, you can rest and be worthy of happiness. I think that was just for me today. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Have I missed anything as we kind of wrap up today? Um, have I, when you thought about being interviewed today and an opportunity to share our platforms with each other, was there something that you wanted to make sure that got said that you'd like to say? I'll just add, you know, when I started helping people find time for yoga and self-care and all of that you know a year and a half two years ago when i was starting my business yeah. 
what what I why I transitioned to what I'm doing now is that a lot of people found that they couldn't rest without getting their to-do list done. And I am right there with you, you know, as a human being that, you know, has the struggles of of growing up in our society of more, 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 that's what I help people do, you know, get their to-do list done and rest, you know, and, and um, it's okay if you are struggling with putting your worth in your to-do list because we all are as a human species, you know, and um, yeah, I, I just want to say that you are worthy. I love that. <laughs> Again. I, and you're bringing mindfulness too, to the fact that some of the things that I'm going to say suck the time away from me, I would say there's a little bit of an addiction to my social media. There's a little bit of an addiction to my YouTube channel, to, you know, my editing, you know, so you must, you must have something to do with that too, as you're trying to like help people manage their time. Some of it tips over into just unhealthy, right? Yeah, there's like some, there's definitely mindset shifts to make around perfectionism, procrastination, the shame cycle around the to-do list. And yeah. so a lot of folks will write this long to-do list without it being realistic or in tune with themselves on, and what they really need to do. Yeah. Um, you know, they shame themselves at the end of the week because they can, couldn't get it all done. So they set themselves up for failure. And that's, you know, all of those cycles of, you know, putting so much time and effort into something because you're a perfectionist or um, putting too much on your plate because you want to get that shame hit of not completing it at the end of the week. Um, you know, those are those are all things that, that can be worked through and can be worked on. Well, I got to tell you my pleasure. I put down things on my to-do list sometimes that I've already done <laughs> just so I could have the satisfaction of checking them off and saying, well, that was what I got done today, but I feel good doing it, so. Um, I just wanna mention also that um, what I teach is something called a have done list. Okay. And so instead of a to-do list, you're writing down all the things that you have done. So you're incorporating all of the feelings of fulfillment, abundant in a, like a tangible way. Um, and I think that that's kind of what you were alluding to in yes, a way. That's so yeah. funny. I do it to, set, to feel satisfied. So I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so true. It, it motivates you. It get, like you have so much momentum and you know, a lot of productivity coaches or time management coaches will tell you to end the day with your next big three or, you know, yeah. your next big one. Um, and I just want to say that that's ending your day. You're going to sleep on what you haven't completed. And that is, really hard on your your nervous system your brain your body um so it's really important for you to you know consciously see what you have done i love that have you ever um followed neville goddard at all his work no that's he talks about it's called the the day of revision where you get into bed at the end of the night and you recover the day and if there's something that you didn't meet mindfully there's an opportunity to change it in your mind and see it another way so that you don't go to bed with the feeling of shame and guilt and all that, that you have already kind of played out a better outcome so you can wake up tomorrow and have that happen. I love, I love that. it. So, <laughs> hey, we're going to move into our fun little rapid fire. Do you know what rapid fire is? 
We're gonna go for it. We're gonna go for it. You can only answer one or two word questions and the music's kicking up. We're all having fun with this. And this is a great time for me to tell you, I really do appreciate your time today. I appreciate the connection. Looking forward to, I'm gonna share all your social media links in the description. If anyone wants to reach out to Becca and work with her on her time management, please feel poke her. She will respond to this podcast and to this YouTube video. Sound good? Yep, let's okay. do it. Let's do it. So, rapid fire, here we go. What is your favorite spiritual book that you'd like to share with others? Be Here Now, Ramdas. Here it. Now. Yes, <laughs> got it. Okay. If you were going to change the world today, the world needs what in order to be changed? To manage their time, to get to know themselves. <laughs> I love that. It's a cue for her too. I love it. Um, life lesson. We all kind of come here with certain life lessons that we feel is our, you know, coursework. What do you think yours is? Love myself. I love that. I love that. What do you love about yourself? Oh. Ask for help. Ask for help. Can you just say that again? Because so many people need to hear that. Ask for help that it's okay to ask for help people. I love that. And last question before we say goodbye today, what are you doing when you're experiencing joy? Breathing. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Becca. I really do appreciate your time. This is saying goodbye. Thank love you. And light. Thank you again. Okay. Not long enough. <laughs>enjoyed today's podcast, you can find more of my content on my YouTube channel. I'm under Jeannie Lynch. I have over 225 videos out there in full HD color for you to review. All my media links are in the description. Thanks again and have a great day.